When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome music fans, cocktail lovers, and hopeless barflies to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and or mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'm already feeling pretty choked up. This is our second to last episode with our original mixologist, which means I need to savor every drop of these final two cocktails. And by savor, I mean watch him drink through the screen while I sip my cool, refreshing glass of Topo Chico. And who is that mixologist, you ask? To that, I would say, where the heck have you been for the past three years? But in any case, he is the one, the only, the alchemist himself. That's you. Are you expecting me to say my name? Pedro. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I invited a friend to enjoy Pedro's imminent farewell responsibly. And he is... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And our guest today is a Massachusetts-born singer-songwriter who we've been excited to interview all year. She grew up on 2000s pop punk, which you can hear in spades on her new EP, Love and Other Lies, which dropped earlier this year, Two Raves from Spin, Alt Press, Paper Mag, and Allure. She scored her first top 40 pop hit with her viral song, Dress, which thirsts after Harry Styles almost as much as we do. You may also recognize her from the alt-radio hit Loved You a Little, which she recorded with our good friends The Main and classic emo band Taking Back Sunday. She's beloved by fans for the bright, empathic messaging of her songs and live shows that can only be described as electric. Today, she's going to drop all the deets on her latest song, which is sure to take you on a ride for the rest of the summer. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Charlotte Sands to the pod. I'm honored. <laughs> well, we we've had a lot of time to write that <laughs> intro. I, yeah, I'm not joking when we say that we've been waiting for this for months, and I'm glad we finally caught you between tours. You've been on the road a lot over the past year, haven't you? Yeah, I've. Um, this is my one day home um, for a long time. I've just been bopping around the country. I'm very grateful for it. But um, yeah, I've been out on tour since January. Um, and so I've been, I went out with Youngblood at the beginning of the year, and then I did the main tour, um, I think March, April. And then I was in London for my first time doing a show over there. Mm. And yeah, I can't really complain. It's, it's a hard thing to be like, oh, it's so rough all these times out on the road. And I'm like, yeah, London, be popping around. Um, it's been wonderful. I've had such an amazing time. I think it's really cool. I just wanted to mention really quick. I know that the Youngblood thing happened because didn't you like just send it out into the the Twitterverse or whatever and it just kind of happened? I am like such a like manifestation girl. I, I and I don't even do it in like the like type where I have like rocks and stuff. Like I'm not even cool enough for that kind of stuff. But I I definitely believe in like putting out energy and putting out like um like certain wants and things like into the universe. And, and if you voice things and you put them out there, I really do believe that like subconsciously you like work more specific and intentionally to get them done. And I, uh, I, I mean, I was such a fan. I am such a fan of Youngblood. He is like such an incredible person and inspiration to me. And I, 
I made a ton of like TikToks that were like duetting his videos and like making, I read my own versions of his songs. And I was genuinely just a fan. I didn't think anything would come from it. And then everyone just got to the point where they're like, okay, we get it. You're so obsessed with this artist. We'll like pitch you for this tour. <laughs> you, you, can, <laughs> you can shut up. Um, and yeah, so it just got to that point where it was honestly a pretty organic um, like relationship of me ending up getting pitched for this, this tour. And um, luckily he took me and I was very grateful for that. <laughs> We've been trying to get him on the show for a bit. Maybe the solution is that we have to just make a bunch of cocktails for his music yes. on on TikTok until <laughs> until we that's annoy him dream. enough. Yep. That that's basically what I did. I just basically just like, harassed him on social media until he like gave me a shot. Um, <laughs> and but he he really is the most wonderful like person. Um, their whole team is just incredible, and yeah, I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Well, that's amazing. And, you know, I'm really excited to talk more about this and to get in the bar and to see what Pedro's got mixed up. But first, it's been a couple of weeks. We're just coming back from our little break. What has everyone been listening to lately? Well, for some reason, um, there have been new remixes dropping of some old Giorgio Moroder songs, um, which I'm all here for. I think Pedro is, too, if I had to guess. Fuck yeah. <laughs> And so much of his stuff, I've been revisiting the old catalog, and it just sounds so so surprisingly modern, so timeless, and you just hear so much of his sound flowing through so much modern dance music. Um, there's a Chew Solo remix that I dropped that I liked, and then it led me to an album of his that's called Utopia Me Georgia. <laughs> I, just, I have to say that. I have to say the title. It's just the best. That's amazing. The conversation that had that they had around that title, I just have to wonder what that went like. Now, are you sure this is what you want to call it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it makes complete sense to him, and everyone's like, I, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, ha ha ha." That's like every time I make a joke, everyone's like, "Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> sure." That is such a dad so you said, romantic. So you said fries with that, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I'm such like a, it's not unique at all, but I've been on a big Phoebe Bridgers kick. Um, her song with Noah Gunderson, it's called Atlantis, is like my favorite, my favorite song right now. And um, it's just like elite songwriting in my mind. But on a weirder note, I've, um, I grew up on a lot of Sean Colvin and I don't know if you guys know who Sean Colvin is, but um, <laughs> she wrote like Sunny Came Home and like iconic songs. But um, I've like been going back to all those albums that like were so important in my life. And um, yeah, I've been re-listening to all of them and it, it's been really fun. She's a really good arranger too. Mm -hmm. Like she's done so many great covers and interpretations of classic songs. I feel yep, like. Absolutely. like that's how I came upon her. I don't think anyone has benefited more from the pandemic than Phoebe Bridgers. I think like we started following her beforehand and she had like maybe 150,000 followers. And now she's like at 2 million. Mm -hmm. Like everyone just got really sad and was like, this girl speaks to me. Yep. Well, Absolutely. She's also, she's also amazing at Twitter. I mean, she'll just like, she'll tweet like little bitch at David Crosby and get like <laughs> half a million retweets. <laughs> like, how it's can incredible. you not want to follow that? You know, I need to step up my Twitter game. Also, I love her Twitter handle, Trader Joe, but like Trader as in turncoat. Yeah, we it's, love it. It's brilliant. Incredible. Utopia me, Giorgio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been listening to uh, something a little different than I usually do. Um, Anand May Cantorite, they're this like German folk band that blew up on YouTube like years ago. Um, I remember hearing them perform something with Milky Chance. I think they did a cover of Roxanne together. And they've Ooh. just both got like... Um, the singer from Anime Cancer right? and uh, Clements, I think is it's probably not going to pronounce this right. Rebane, Rebine. Anyway, the guy from Milky Chance. They have both have like such unique, iconic voices. They sound amazing together. And I just really like it. I really like their music. It's it's different than what I usually listen to. A nice little departure. And I don't really understand it, but you know, you don't need you don't need words in music. No. Milky Chance is a perfect uh, illustration of that. Words don't matter or mean anything. You can just call yourself Milky Chance. You can <laughs> mm -hmm. be a fucking random band name generator name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I fucking love those. I fucking love those guys. I, I, yeah, I can barely understand what he's saying either, but I love them. 
I think. Are you song... sure you want to call it Milky Chance? <laughs> <laughs> and Jordi, yes. Giorgio's behind him, just puts his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Be brave. Be bold. <laughs> Utopia. Be Giorgio. Milky. Yeah. Be Giorgio. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, I guess I'll bring up the rear here. Um, I've had one song stuck in my head for weeks, and it's by this funk pop band called Ripe. They came into my algorithm, but then like this one song of theirs called Settling just started popping up everywhere. It's like, you know, you break the dam and suddenly it's like this thing that already was everywhere is now like conscious. Um, I think it's like commercials and radio play, and I'm not mad at it. It's just a total earworm. It's like this bright, upbeat, like new wave island dance vibe that I think like I really enjoyed in the mid to late 2010s when that was like all the rage um has this horn hook that will just get stuck in your head after one listen and i'm proof of that because i haven't stopped humming it for two weeks in fact i'm gonna probably gonna be humming it for the rest of the show there it is keep going oh, buddy yeah. oh yeah it's great it's, uh, great stuff but it's also the the subject matter is uh waiting for things to get better feels a lot like settling and so i'm just like oof Oof, guess I'll just keep dancing. And I think that's like a good transition um, because isn't that a, just a little bit of the theme of the song we're listening to today? Mm. My song? Mm. Mm. Which one? <laughs> oh, well, we got we to <laughs> get like into it, don't songs. we? Uh, but first... As a quick reminder, everyone, every song that we mention on the show goes directly onto the accompanying playlist down in the description below. And if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, we have this much bigger and more eclectic sister playlist to this segment called YBLT. It stands for What Have You Been Listening To? But also, the album art is just a giant BLT sandwich floating in space. That's how you know you'll find it. We take submissions, so if you want to submit your own stuff, we'll definitely listen to it. But also, there's some Charlotte Sands on there. There's uh, the band I can't pronounce that Pedro was just talking about on there. <laughs> there's there's a lot of good stuff. So check it out on Spotify. It's also down in the episode description. But I've been talking so much, and I'm getting cotton mouth. I, it's time for a refresher. Charlotte, did you bring anything to show our bouncer so we can get into the bar? I did. I brought the most embarrassing thing I could find in my apartment, which would be um, yes. my high school yearbook. Oh, oh. open it. Yeah. That I did not know I had, but I was so like, oh my God, what do I have to show my age? And I, yeah, I don't know why I wanted to like out myself like this, but here we are. <laughs> it also does say 2014 on it, which is uh, aging me very quickly, but um. Let's find my senior picture. I know what's in here. I want to. What I want to oh, see what God. people. I want to know what people wrote to you. Did anyone write in your yearbook? Look at that red hair. Oh wow. Ooh. Also, yeah, that, that, in that awesome. field of wheat there too. I know. Can you? You got to believe... take your senior picture in a, in a field. Yeah, we got to just take them wherever we wanted, and. Uh, That's dope. Wow. I know. I really was going for the Bonnie Raitt look back then. Um, Not mad at it. <laughs> And then, honestly, the only thing more embarrassing is would be this picture, which is the most musical I got. Oh, the superlative. superlative. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's very, uh, very obvious of me. Most people are probably like, yeah, look at what I did, people in high school. But everyone was like, no, we knew you were going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, proven them wrong. And they're like, yeah. We, we expected it. Yeah. Wait, like, we told you you were going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Are there notes? Did people write notes to you oh in this yearbook? Honestly, you gotta I had share. Such a you gotta share one. Time. Okay, fine. I had such a horrible time in um, school. I just have no positive memories. But honestly, looking at this Ooh. seems really nice. So I maybe I just have a really weird, <laughs> like altered version of my own reality, just to like make myself feel better about myself. <laughs> wow, this is nice. Somebody said you are my favorite singer ever. I don't know any one of your songs, but I love you. That's the day one. <laughs> the true day one. If that's not manifesting my entire career, then I don't know what is. I'm literally obsessed with you. I've never heard anything. <laughs> I am your I that's honestly enough. is my career. I'm your biggest fan. I've never I don't know who you are. I'm like, What's your name? You. Yeah, exactly. You guys were like, wait, who did we bring on this podcast? <laughs> I think or we messed was, up. 
was hag was the um oh my god acronym hags thing. i say that still because i feel like that's like people who are younger than me i don't know if that's like something that they still say but i have friends who will literally just like text me and be like lol hags and i'm like this needs yeah. to end i love it <laughs> keep it alive <laughs> keep it alive forever i'm gonna get a tattoo <laughs> maybe I, am i too old what ryan what is that that acronym what is oh, what is hags? christ <laughs> uh have a good He's, summer have a good summer. Maybe I am too old. No, I, I just you're think, not. I just don't. I just don't think anyone wanted us to have a good summer, Anthony. Because uh, I don't. Yeah. Because no one wrote that to me. Oh, either. How about, no one cared how our summer went. <laughs> how about Kit? Keep in touch. Keep in touch. Ugh. Oh, I didn't know that one. But like that's obvious. No one wanted to keep in touch with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in I feel like back in like and people would leave their screen names too. Um, that was that's me dating myself. Was you'd leave so your funny. your a o your a i m screen name? Like hit me up on, on MSN. Yes. <laughs> MSN. <laughs> we did our due diligence to the liquor board, so uh, let's head on inside while the bouncer looks at your yearbook. Um, <laughs> he's gonna sign it. He's gonna write yeah, he's something. Gonna, please. He's gonna, he's gonna write uh, Kit Hags, and that that'll be it. Kit Hags. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but Charlotte, welcome to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. There are a lot of boxes around while Pedro packs in all of his gear and the liquors we've accumulated over the years. But we can push those aside and throw something on the jukebox. Ryan, what are we listening to today? Well, we have access to the special pre-release magical jukebox. So we're listening to Roller Coaster, which is expected to drop this Friday, the 22nd. You know, Charlotte, sometimes I'm just kind of blown away by the amount of confluence that happens on the show. And maybe it's just that we cover emotional songs and I'm the type of person who invites a lot of drama into their life. But no. I think a lot of us can relate you? to me. Yeah. Uh, you? Surprising, right? But, you know, I think that a lot of us can relate to the mental gymnastics and compromise that can happen when we have embedded our lives so much in something, whether that's a relationship, a job, or mm -hmm. even like where we're living, that we just ride the highs and the lows. You know, it's a roller coaster. Absolutely. I, I, listeners, you know, get ready for this song. It's great. I think that the soft lament that gives way to this booming chorus plays into that theme perfectly. You feel your stomach drop, but you keep riding. It's great. But... We can get into that a minute in a minute here. I still need that drink. Pedro, are you about to send us on a roller coaster of your own? I'm going to try. Um, must be this tall to ride. No. Um, so this drink, uh, I was told you like whiskey. So we're going to start with that, uh, first of all. Um, and I just kind of wanted this drink. It's it's not a very complicated drink. I just wanted it to do, do one thing and then completely the other all at the same time. You know what I mean? So uh, we start with whiskey and then I threw in an equal amount of Aperol into that. It's just this really bitter, tart, strong liquor. Um, and then I, but I had to sweeten it out. So I put Coke in with that as well. I chose cherry Coke because I'm a slut like that. But uh, <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, and then I just I threw a bunch of ice on it so it's nice and cold. But then um, I also sprinkled in a healthy amount of cinnamon. So it gives it this like, so it's refreshing at the top. And then it gives it this weird heat at the back. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? What's going on? So it's kind of like this relationship that- It's like my ex-boyfriend. Um, Exactly. Yeah, girl, same. Um, so yeah, it's this sort of thing where it's like, you're this and then you're that literally one day to the next. And I don't fucking know what to do with you. Um, and I'm calling this drink a toxic roller coaster. A oh, toxic roller coaster. That sounds oh delicious. Look at that. It's pretty good. What is that? That's, that's not it though. That's just iced coffee. Yeah, this is, this, no, this is it. Yeah. It, it's not a very complicated drink and it just... It's but it's really really good and it's got like it's got some some shit going on in there. I love Aperol. I'm on such like a basic so bitch Aperol good, right? kick right now. Yeah, but that sounds amazing. I want to make that. Do you like Pedro, fun dipped with that. your cherry coke, Pedro? Do I like fun dip <laughs> with your cherry coke? Oh and God, no! I've never like the I've way never I had laugh. It. Do you like the way I laugh when I tell a joke? You're quoting something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Man. <laughs> ah. We're just LFOs. all staring. Blank. LF LFOs, stummer girls, people. Oh goddamn! Oh, like, God. like who who can, who can keep track of the references in that song? I can, and I do. <laughs> you can. It's a summer girls is part of the Great American Songbook. It's just it's the song is Naturally. three guys sitting on the Jersey boardwalk just naming things that they see in front of them. It's incredible. You know the song, Charlotte? No, <laughs> I've never heard of it. Oh, wow. I, you, you got, now okay. I have to. It's going in the episode uh, playlist. You, you have to listen to this song. You'd probably okay. know it if you heard it. The chorus is, um, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Okay, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, you've, you've heard this song. It was okay. everywhere in 1999. That's my homework for after this. I mean. <laughs> Make a drink. Listen to some LFO. I'd be. I would not call that work. I would call watching yeah. LFO. <laughs> I would call watching LFO on the Roseanne Barr show in 1999. Yeah, <laughs> you could watch them performing on the Roseanne Barr show on YouTube. Oh, good God! Oh what God. world we live in! Oh my goodness. Well, I'm not mad at it. And uh what what a way to to just send yourself off pedro on a wild ride i i am very excited to try this when i don't have a topo chico in my hand cheers everyone cheers cheers and you have to drop that into the episode description so charlotte can make one of her own Please. i'm on it mm. so first i want to um address the elephant in the room that i kind of mentioned before we have been trying to get you into this bar since February, and you've been so busy that we've had to wait our turn. Things just keep getting bigger and bigger for you. Um, what what is this special recipe that you alluded to that you know has just kept you going into bigger and better things? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm very grateful for everything going on, but I I definitely I believe in. Uh, in a positive self-talk and manifestation. That is the recipe of my life at the moment. Um, I genuinely, I really, really um, love speaking to things into existence and kind of creating your own destiny. And um, so I've, yeah, I've been very, very busy, but every, it's so funny every single time that I'm, um, I have to do something else. It's it's always like I just enjoy it so much, and I I've just enjoyed having to travel and do all these fun things. And I've been waiting two years, to, all cooped up, trying to play shows. So having to play them consistently every day is definitely not a bad thing. Hmm. Yeah, and you uh, you were at Sad Summer last year with with All Time Low and the main. Who else was there? Pink Shift. Yeah. Oh my God! I yeah. I, I saw Pink Shift. Oh man, they played with Mannequin Pussy last year. What a fucking show. So cool. Grayscale was also there. Um yeah, it was it was it was so fun. That was definitely like I was supposed to be playing Bonnaroo that same weekend that I ended up um going to play the Sad Summer tour because Bonnaroo actually got canceled due to weather. And so I ended up going to play that tour and it was it was so fun. It was I was literally in a van with two other people and we had to pull off the entire show with a total of two or three people every day and it was it was incredible. Wow. I wouldn't trade it. Oh man, what was that like to just immediately jump into that? Just did it like did Bonnaroo cancel and then immediately this came up? Like how did that work? <laughs> yeah, it was actually it's so crazy. And when I this is why I talk about manifestation stuff so much because I truly have like the weirdest stuff happen to me that is like, there's no way I, this is, this is this lucky. Like there's no way this is just like a normal thing that happens. And um, so I was, I remember it was a Wednesday. I had been waiting for two years to play Bonnaroo. Um, and because of COVID it got canceled. And then this year, finally it was happening. We were two days out. I was playing like sunset hour set time. I was, couldn't be more excited. It was the biggest thing I had ever done. And um, I literally, one of my really good friends is one of like the guys who puts Bonnaroo on. And I remember him texting me and being like, I have really bad news. We're going to have to like end up canceling because there's a storm coming in and everything's going to flood. And so I was like, I was so frustrated because, um, it wasn't even because of like COVID or any of these reasons that I would have been fine with. I would have been like, I get it. We have to cancel a festival or whatever, but it ended up being a 
like rain, which is so frustrating. Um, and so I remember getting that call on a Wednesday and then literally Thursday, um, my manager got a call from the guy who runs Sad Summer Fest and was like, hey, what is Charlotte doing this weekend? And we were like, well, I was supposed to be playing Bonner. And he was like, can you let me know in 30 minutes whether or not you want to finish out the rest of the Sad Summer Tour? You have to be in Boston by tomorrow. Oh, damn. And Good God. So, damn. Yeah. So we literally decided that we were going to do it and we wouldn't have been able to do it if Bonner didn't cancel, um, which is so crazy. And so we literally, the next day at 7 a.m., got in a van, drove to Massachusetts, and played the rest of the tour. Um, and it was, like, the craziest time of my entire life. And um, those were, like, the bands I grew up on. And now, because I met the main at those shows, I just went on tour with the main. I have a song out with them that just was number five at Alt Radio, which is insane. And all of this stuff kind of happened um, because of that cancellation, which is just so strange, but it was definitely in the in the universe, and I just completely trusting trusting that. And because you manifested a storm, and yes. canceled the festival. I know everyone's gonna come at me and be like, "You're the reason you Bonnaroo canceled." Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be like the how it, but so far I did just get to play Bonnaroo finally um, a few weeks ago, and so it was very good to be back and be able to have, and it was a better show than I would have ever had if I played the year before so i'm i'm grateful for it so you had your cake and you ate it yeah i'm just a lucky bitch over here i'm just doing i'm just getting everything i want everyone else is just like wow okay way to cancel bonnaroo and then get to play it and also get everything else you want i'm like yeah i know i'm very selfish <laughs> have you considered that you might be like a witch with untapped powers and that you just like missed your your hogwarts letter or something yeah, don't I, let I'm, Anthony I'm like talk you into joining anything, please. Oh my god, I am so gullible. <laughs> I literally, if somebody, I like listen to so many podcasts and stuff about like cults, and I think about it all the time, and I'm like, mm, that could be me so easily. Like if somebody is just <laughs> like, um, yeah, I have this really cool idea. We're just gonna like be, we're all just gonna be like gods and be better than everyone, and I would be like, that sounds like a pretty cool life. Um, <laughs> sure, like where do I sign up? Like, I'm just so gullible. I, I just would be like, yeah, this sounds fun. Like, is everyone just going to be nice to each other and have fun together? Yay. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Witchcraft. Um, but no, I, I wish I I wish I was. A, I'm from right near Salem, Massachusetts. So sometimes I'm like, I wonder if my family. <laughs> what I'm like, one day I'm just going to like move my fingers and the whole like my apartment complex is just going to like blow up. I'm gonna be like, oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. My powers are unleashed. Yeah, all uh, I'm saying is that yeah. there is room in in my coven if you ever find yourself in Los Angeles. Oh my god, I'll be there tomorrow. So <laughs> instead of the out. we're the instead of the we're the granddaughters of the witches you couldn't burn, you're the granddaughters of the witches who did the burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your that ancestors is incredible. Your ancestors were just like quietly like sitting by while normal people got burned, just like hey, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think They're we should just I think we should just sit back on this one. See what happens. <laughs> they're like, like nope, I don't she really wouldn't. Like violence. They're like, she wouldn't stop running her mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's she not couldn't my keep fault. it quiet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she did this to herself. <laughs> you know, speaking of manifesting on this scale, um, Nisaya, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, told me that. You had a pretty badass start. Like at 18, you stole your mom's car, you found a roommate on Craigslist, and you moved to Nashville, which, mm -hmm. I mean, that's quite a move. Um, did you like have, like, was all this deliberate? Like you knew exactly what you wanted, or was it just like kind of an impulse thing? Like things are just going to happen if I do this. Like, I mean, you had I a great think, start. A start yeah, to what? <laughs> I know. I think that I had. I, I think there's like um. I definitely have like blind faith in the sense of like I do. I've always been an optimist. I've always been somebody who just knows that it's gonna work out. In the sense of like I'll make it. I'll make it work out. Like I will always be fine. I could have two dollars in my bank account, and I'm like I don't even stress. I'm like I'm good. I'll figure it out. And I I genuinely have always been that way as a person, but. I, my entire life I grew up and I was like, the second I can leave home, I will leave home. And I've always been that way. My parents, since I was like six years old, were like, oh my God, the second that she has a green light, she's going to be as far away from here as possible. Um, and so I really, I think a lot of it is just like taking leaps of faith and I've done a ton of that, but 
I, I, I have had this like weird sense of just like comfort in the unknown and in um, myself in the sense of I'm that it, it's like, how bad can it be? I've always tried to, I am very lucky. And like, obviously I, I have not had a lot of struggles that other people have had. And there's a lot of um, opportunity that I've had that other people haven't. But um, I think there is a level of like peace with like the unknown and just with the possibilities of failure and that kind of stuff that I just don't really let myself worry about. And I'm just like, if I'm enjoying it, and I'm having fun, and I'm around people that I care about, I'm going to be okay. And um, yeah, everything will work out in the way it's supposed to. And I, I'm pretty happy. So I can't complain. And it's hmm. optimist in me. Wow, that is not cool to be happy. Jeez. Yeah, I know. It's not edgy. It's not edgy. It's not really helping with my like, songwriting right now. Everyone's like, oh, she's, take not, she's not emo. <laughs> Do you want to take that out? We can take it yeah, out. Yeah, can we do that <laughs> thing? Can we just leave that mark for uh, the, someone to cut that? Thank you. We'll fix it in post. Um, let's we'll just go have... back and I'll just say, I'm so angry. I hate my life. I'm edgy and cool and emo. You're awesome. Yeah, I'm so cool. Wow. <laughs> you know, we should uh, we should introduce you to um, former guest Anise, who is like the most positive person I have ever met. And yet he writes just like amazing music all about I love positivity. It. I need to be better about that. That's like a, definitely a, a, a goal of mine is to be able to be like, you don't have to only write sad songs. That is, it's, it's so much hard. It is really hard though. Um, sad music is so relatable to everybody because we've all experienced that some, like something sad, but not everyone is happy. So it's mm. like a hard to, it's hard to write music that feels, for me at least, sadness is just so universal and that's so weird. But happiness is like some people are and some people aren't at that moment. It, catch, it depends on when you catch them with the song and what they're feeling at that time, I guess. It, in, in my mind, it's so weird. Hmm. It kind of makes you wonder if music has gotten sadder over time because of like, uh, because of just how uh i mean like spoiler alert people the world doesn't feel like a pretty good place right now um yeah. and then i think about like pop music in the 60s like the beatles i i want to hold your hand i'm like oh that's so cute and yep. uh, <laughs> like a, a lot a lot of the early songs of elvis too and i'm just you know d did everyone just have like a better time back then i don't know no I think the, no. the history of blues music. Oh, yeah. Is, my my uh, bad. Take that out. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, there's literally an entire genre. It's sad. It's about being fucking depressed as hell. <laughs> yeah, depression has always no, I... been a core American value. Um, <laughs> sad pr cells. Pretty yeah. much all of country music, too. That's oh, yeah. the best kind of country music, I feel like. Yeah. Just the beer ballads. and broken hearts. Sad bastard. Yeah. Yes. Sad bastard tears in your beer. Yeah, I love there's, it. I don't want to hear about your, yeah, I don't want to hear about positivity and country. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I like Chattahoochee, but I want to hear the sad shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good for you, going to the Chattahoochee, but make me cry. Mm -hmm. Maybe there exactly. is there is something to your theory, though, about maybe there being more of an acceptance or more, more of a um, reception or willingness towards sad songs and pop music there probably is something to that and i think um, hip-hop in particular you think about like um 90s 2000s hip-hop it's all about bravado and now just like everyone's getting into their feel into their feelings uh drake is always sad about something um <laughs> i don't always. know what he's got to be sad about right now i mean I've, I've seen his tiktok he's doing pretty good yeah he's doing he's doing okay you don't see the videos of the roulette table where he doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a small up and coming artist. I, I, I believe in, I believe in him though. I'm wish I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about roller coaster. We've talked a lot about stuff, but not a lot about roller coaster. And like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of a poignant song for me. Can you tell me a little about where it came from? Yeah, um, so abs absolutely. The, the song um, idea originated um, when I was on the Youngblood tour. And I, I honestly just like wrote the, 
I thought the idea of a roller coaster, I never usually start with like a song title. It's not usually what comes naturally to me. I'll like write random melodies or lyrics or random stuff like that. But for some reason, I really loved the concept of just like roller coaster and um, the fact that it felt very similar to my previous relationships and just the, the addiction you kind of have for toxicity once you're in relationships that are kind of toxic and you have these super high highs and then these super low lows. And I, I'm in a really happy relationship right now. And I, um, it's like the very first healthy relationship I've ever been in. And I'm like, this is so weird. Are we boring or is this just like normal? And I think when you're, we're around people who don't need to just constantly, um, be like really up or really down, they're just stable. You're kind of like, what is this? It's like a weird world for me. And I have to constantly navigate, like being like, Oh no, me like wanting to fight with somebody is not a normal or healthy trait. That's like something that I've learned from previous relationships. And so, um, I, I started writing the chorus and I just remember like, I basically wrote like one of the lines in the chorus and we didn't touch the song for like four months, but I just knew that it was going to be my next release. And I just had this gut feeling that I was like, this will be the next single. And everyone was like, okay, well, how far done is it? And I'm like, oh no, we haven't even, I haven't even written it yet. Um, but it's going to be the next <laughs> single. They're like, okay, well we need it in like two weeks. Um, and so I was like, I'll finish it. Don't worry. I'll finish it by then. <laughs> so of course, like five days before the due date to submit it for like distribution and all that kind of stuff. It's literally a Monday. And I, got together with my um producer and my collaborator uh Dane and Reed who's amazing and he we finished writing the song on Monday um Tuesday we tracked vocals for it Wednesday he finished production and then Thursday we submitted the song and it is now my uh next single that's coming out and yeah it's basically about the highs and lows of like being so involved and so obsessed with somebody and kind of in a relationship that you can't get out of so does the song, like, All My Friends Are Falling In Love, feel distant in any way to you now? Yeah. It is so <laughs> funny. You go through such phases where, like, I'll sing that song and I'll still just be like, oh, I love this song. And, like, this is still such a part of, like, my story and, like, my my past. But it is so funny that I literally have written songs about all these different phases of my life and my relationships that I'm like going through them and getting through them while writing new songs, while also having to sing all the past ones that I'm like constantly evolving, but also like existing in this pool of my full self and like every experience I've ever been in. It's, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> They're all, you have the sweatshirt phase and then the dress phase. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. That's funny. That was a good, I didn't even right? realize that I have a song called sweatshirt <laughs> and dress. The next song is going to be like shirt or like drawer. Kilt. Yeah, kilt. That's Charlotte, it. are you just writing songs about things you see in your apartment? Yeah. I like, like turn the camera and there's just like a roller coaster behind me. I'm just like, look at this. I bought it on eBay. <laughs> You're not a model yeah. train person, but you're a model roller coaster builder. Absolutely. Like hobbyist. You know what's so crazy? This this is a top secret. Um, I've literally never been on a roller coaster before. Whoa. Other than the one that my ex-boyfriend brought me on, um, I've never, never been on an actual roller coaster. I've never even been to a theme park. I'm so what? boring. Including Guys, Disneyland? Yeah, yeah you're East Coast, though. You're not, Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm East Coast. What is so there? Like, yeah. Um, there were, like, Six Flags and stuff, but my school went to Six Flags, and I remember I, like, wasn't able to go, and I don't really remember why, um, but I didn't go. And then ever since then, I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to – I'm, like, 25. I'm not going to go, like, by myself. So I was like, that's so weird. But now on this tour, on my headlining tour in the fall – we literally marked out a day after I'm playing the Troubadour in LA that I'm going to go to Disneyland nice. to ride a roller coaster. Because <laughs> I feel there like a you hypocrite, go. you know? You, you got to like, go she to... She doesn't even know what roller coasters are. <laughs> You're going to get clocked so fast. The fans are going to be like, no. Canceled. Canceled. Yep. What you got to do is you got to go to California Adventure and ride the Incredibles roller coaster, that wooden one. That's yeah, the Incredicoasters do. Incredi it's not wood. That sounds terrifying. Well, it's, it, it, it's like modeled to look like wood. 
they got okay, like that's a facade. very different than a yeah. wood roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, wood roller coasters hurt. The Incredicoaster's dope. It is pretty dope. Let's go. Here's the pitch: the roller coaster challenge. If fans can sing the whole verse without screaming of roller coaster, they film that, and you. This is incredible. You have to try and sing the verse on the ride before it ends. This is happening. That is a great idea. Honestly, this song comes out next week. I'm honestly, honestly, my manager called me yesterday, or we were talking, and she was like, "How would you feel about?" live streaming yourself on a roller coaster for the first time ever when the song comes out and i was like i was like do you guys (laughs) realize how unattractive i am going to look like yes do i hold my phone in front of my face all the time like am i on live stream is it just going to be pictures of me like cutting in and out of me just like losing my mind like what if i hate roller coasters what if i throw up like who's to say what all of those are great things and honestly that would be my life i would end up going viral for like me absolutely like throwing up on people on a roller coaster um just to promote a song and then she went worldwide and, and we I never am. saw her again global takeover <laughs> you hate things. it so much you're like fuck it we can't drop this song roller coasters are terrible just start naming your songs after things that you'd like to try out like yeah i'm like millionaire um, yeah <laughs> or you like things it. that you want yeah things that you want to give a shot you like, like a disneyland yeah. roller coaster so much that you're like no this guy's Listen, this needs to be called Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's your new single? I'm like, let me talk about it. They're like, the title's really interesting. I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't understand. You just wouldn't get it. <laughs> oh, That's fucking awesome. Well, while we are waiting for that TikTok trend to take off, um, we're kind of <laughs> coming to the end of our interview segment, but I wanted to ask a question of the group. Um, the song is about a, a figurative roller coaster that you can't get off of because you're addicted to the toxicity. But w- let's talk about getting out of a roller coaster, getting off the ride. What is a roller coaster in your own life that you were able to get out of? This is for you, Charlotte. This is for the guys. This is for all of us. A little bit of optimism. Do I have to start? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. That's why we have you here today. Um, embarrass yourself before we have to. Um, um, if you want yeah, your name you to guys. be in the title of the episode, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you do, do have to start. You have to, you have to earn that spot. <laughs> um, does it, does anyone else want to have a better example? Because I'm just going to say the same thing that I've uh, already said because I'm uninspiring and uncreative. I was going to say, I think, yeah, probably just the same thing. I don't really have anything like other than my addiction to razzles. Um, <gasps> Great no, choice. No, but uh, yeah, no, what are nothing, those nothing too crazy. It's candy. Google it. Google no. it. Um, I will say, honestly, <laughs> the, the funny thing about even what we were just talking about is uh, the up and down. I mean, like, I think that even in my... I was um, talking earlier this morning with a friend of mine who's like, we were talking about how playing a show is like the highest high you'll ever have as an artist and being on stage and having um, that kind of like interaction with fans and being like, ah, this is what I, this is what I do it all for. And then getting off stage and you literally walk off stage and then get into like what I I was in a van for these tours and you get into like a small passenger van with everybody who's so exhausted and so tired that nobody really wants to talk to each other you drive 10 hours to the next place it's like a very um it's a very crazy you have adrenaline and then you're in a van and then you like have to get back up there and then come back down and I think that it is funny that like writing this song and realizing that that is like exactly what my entire career is right now but also um, being able, I mean, my entire job right now is really figuring out how to make that sustainable and like kind of figure it out and be able to do that every night and still find the joy in it and find all that kind of stuff. So I think that there's a lot of things in my life that are very similar to that crazy ride of emotions. I'm also just very sensitive and I, uh, my, I'm mentally a roller coaster 24-7, so... I was going to ask, like, if have you been finding any ways to come down after a show? Like, anything that helps you just, like, mellow out? I mean, yeah, I, it's so funny. I have a, there's a ton of artists I know that, like, will literally get off stage and then go straight onto, like, a treadmill 
or something until they're like exhausted because your body Mm. just needs to get rid of the adrenaline or you won't be able to sleep. And that's usually why people like stay up or drink afterwards to calm their nerves and like that kind of stuff. And so I've tried to, um, I've tried to do things just like I will um, automatically just like be by myself for a little bit or like go on a walk around whatever city I'm in or just go get, or even go sit somewhere and, and like have like a beer or just like something that kind of can center me a little bit. But I think it's really, really important to kind of like allow yourself to just, it's like on the, if you're working out and you're on a treadmill and they have like the cool down after the work workout, like there's a reason that your, your body needs to like actually come down from that and not just do a full halt. And um, so I'm trying to, that's like a forever process, but I'm definitely trying to find ways that are like a really healthy habits of immediately like going to do like a meditation or like a walk or doing something that will just be able to bring my body back down to, to center. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the going to a bar and having a drink one, like not like drinking until I'm in a stupor, but just like mm-hmm. having a drink and being by myself, especially after a really hard day. Yeah. I just, or, or swimming. God, I love swimming so much. I've been a swimmer since I was nine but the reason I love it so much is that as someone who listens for a living, not just to music, but I also um, record and mix audio for movies and TV, uh, just diving into a water into water and just like everything goes silent. And just for mm-hmm. like an hour, I don't have to listen to anything. It's beautiful. Absolutely. I've actually started swimming recently, too, and I... Um, I'll just go in the mornings. I've started, I I wake up really early and I'll go to the gym and then I'll go to the pool and I will literally always be the only person there. And I'll just like do laps. And I feel the same exact way. It's like, you can't touch your phone because your phone can't be in the pool with you. You're like separated from your like obligations. And also it's like, you're not really in a position where people can contact you or like physically be near you or like, and have any distractions. And it it is very isolating. It is like a very, I really, really love it as well. That's so funny. Everyone on tour should have a sensory deprivation tank on tap. That's my dream. <laughs> just right? make really? make one into like a trailer that like can be pulled behind the bus. They just put you in there and you just sleep to the I'm next like, place. Okay, I'm going to put it on my rider every yes. show. <laughs> <laughs> Be like only green M&Ms and <laughs> some vanilla wafers. It's a sempre- sensory yeah. deprivation tank full of green M&Ms. Yep. Yes. It's the it's the opposite of <laughs> sensory deprivation tank. It just has all this shit <laughs> to have in it. It it's was like, like those little games you buy kids that like it's like Velcro and like buttons and shit. Like you just like have to like, do all these puzzles. Those weird, those weird things that like you have, they're, they're just like little blocks on wires at the bank, and you just have to like get to the other side. Oh, oh god, god! Do you guys remember the rugs with like the cars on them? Like the car- oh my god, like the yes! Cars you would just drive around at, like the doctor's office on these like carpets. I would see cars not on the road, and it would give me so much anxiety, oh, and I'd have yeah. to like That's put when I knew them I was a control on freak the road. Hundred percent. <laughs> So now you have one on your ceiling above your bed, right? Yeah, I'm like, actually, you guys want to look up? (laughs) That's like my next song. Like, car carpet. Car Car carpet. Carpet. Oh, Oh, there we go. Oh, man. Damn it. I should have seen that one coming. Stay tuned, listeners. Teamwork makes the dream work, folks. Yeah. I wish that we could talk for much longer but unfortunately we're gonna have to say goodbye pretty soon but before we do who is ready to play a round of hashtag mood love that theme song so much and we wouldn't have it if it weren't for the amazing musical genius of jacob jeffries and jesse mcginty but what is hashtag mood you ask hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills what we're gonna do is go over to the tunes and tumblers inbox where we have just tons of messages text messages instagram messages twitter messages from our fans and charlotte's fans drew picked out three of them for us 
Um, so who would what like- does he want from us? I don't know. <laughs> oh man! And we, he hired Gail, our robotic um, uh, t- text to voice person, to read them for us. Um, shall I get into the first one? Love Gail. Oh wow! Here we go. Is missing Charlotte Sands a mood? Crying, laughing emoji. By the way, I've never heard any of her music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm her biggest fan. Her biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. What is some music for missing Charlotte Sands without using Aww. Charlotte Sands's music? Ooh. Mm. Can we do that? I'll go first. Um, mine is Missing by Everything But The Girl. It's that song that goes, and I miss you like the deserts miss the rain. Deserts, cause sands. Boom. <gasps> done. Wow. How did you just do that so quickly? Do you want to set up a <laughs> session? <laughs> do you, you want to write my next song for me, please? Um, I would gladly join. Wow, oh, bless. Charlotte Sands featuring the Dreamcoats. <laughs> Versus? Shit, are we fighting? Yeah, please. <laughs> well, uh, Damn, son. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, featuring the Dreamcoats. Stay tuned, everyone. Come Let's on. see. Mine's going to seem a little basic by comparison, but I was uh, thinking about the emotional songs that I love, and particular, um, in particular, missing someone and feeling like your life isn't complete without them. So I'm choosing It's Not Living If It's Not With You by the 1975. Yeah. <laughs> That's really sweet. Yeah, the yearbook... The yearbook talk, I think, also transported me to a particular time. An era. So, an era. and Yeah, and an end of an era. And so I'm going to go with Rooney, When Did Your Heart Go Missing? Wow. Mm. wow. Oh, my God. Rooney. I haven't thought about Rooney in forever. I don't think Shame. any of us have. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. Damn. Um, you don't watch the OC repeatedly? Have, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Two. Um about myself, but I was going to say either my life would suck without you, Kelly Clarkson, or since you've been gone. Um, Both good. Both good. Both longing songs, you know? She really had like a, I'm like, that's so funny that they're both just like the same (laughs) thing. Different vibes, different vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Feeling good. Well, isn't since you've been gone, like her feeling good that, um, that this person is gone ultimately yeah that's like all the people who hate so that's my life would suck without you is the people for the people who actually like my music and since you've been gone is for the people who like don't (laughs) (laughs) instead of doing all three i think i'd like to do one more and it's not the one that drew chose this one comes on twitter from (laughs) at always dom or char is their other name and they write Oh, so this is a friend of yours Oh, no, this is another <laughs> fan of Charlotte Sands, and I wanted to do it because oh, we were cool. talking about Phoebe Bridgers um, a little bit before, and they say, nice. I, ne- I need a song that is Funeral by Phoebe Bridgers level devastating. Um, so Cage the Elephant has a song called Right Before My Eyes, but they have it. The acoustic version is just like... Like I remember the first time I heard it, I was I, like I got choked up. It's just like it's just a song about seeing everything fall apart right in front of you. And I mean, it can mean so many things, but the acoustic version has this piano in it. It's just so devastatingly sad, and the way he like is just the way he uh, you know delivers all the all the lyrics and everything in his voice. It's oh, that song gets me. As soon as I thought of mine, I got chills. Um, this is gonna seem a little basic again, but. For the first like month or so that I heard this song, like I couldn't not cry when I heard Star it. Star Spangled and, Banner. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan's favorite Same. song of all time. No, it's <laughs> it's uh, Olivia Rodrigo Driver's License. Holy shit, that song floors me because I have been there, like doing all the things that you would have done with somebody else, but driving by your ex's house. Oh yeah, it's it's a little it's a little different when a it's a little different when a guy does it. I'm... It's a lot different. It's weird either way, but it's a lot different. Anyway, I love that song. I have a memory of like driving through Napa Valley with my partner and my best friend, and this song comes on, and like I'm in the passenger seat and I'm just weeping, and they both have their hands on my shoulder. It was a a, a lovely moment. 
devastating, but mm-hmm. lovely. That's sweet. All right, well, stop and get a McFlurry, Anthony. Just stop crying. <laughs> stop crying, my God. Jesus, you can have the last Pringle. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the songs that the song that I listen to when I'm like, it literally has me in a chokehold at all time. Um, is "You" by Bonnie Raitt, especially the live version with her and Alison Krauss. That song just fucks me up. Or in the Bonnie Raitt phase, just because this is my OG best song ever, sad song especially, is I Can't Make You Love Me. Mm. That song just really just take, takes me down. <laughs> yeah. But, mm. um... I'm getting uh, sad. Now that we're all good and sad. Yeah. I have one uh, from the band Teenage Fan Club, and it's called Alcoholiday. And, um... It just kind of has this refrain of these. There are things I want to do, but I don't know if they will be with you. And it's kind of this knowing, knowing that this relationship isn't gonna go anywhere, and wanting more, but being in it. And it just sounds, uh, oh, it's just such a, it's such mm. a sad, such a devastating song, but also beautiful, really beautiful melody progression. I love oh. that. My heart. Those sad songs. Those sad songs always have it. They always have like the most beautiful sounds. Yeah. This is why we can't write happy music anymore. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, this has been a lot of fun, but it is time to shutter the bar. It's time for everyone to go home, or at least go and run on the treadmill until you feel like you can go home. But before we do that, let's let's talk lingering thoughts. Anybody have? Anything else they would like to say? Charlotte, do you have anything you need to plug? Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for having me because this has been so much fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going, I mean, if you guys want to come to a show, I'm going on my first headlining tour ever of all time this fall, starting in September, all across North America. So if you guys want to come and hang out and get some real drinks, um, yeah, I'm I'm down. So you guys should come. Charlottesands.com slash tour for tickets. My manager's gonna be so excited that I remember that. And then um <laughs> yeah, that's 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 all I got. I hope you like the song when it comes out next week. Pre-save but, roller coaster. Pre-saving yeah. is good, right? I like yeah, that. that's helpful. We like to pre-save and pre-order. We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And listeners, just so you know, we're recording this on Saturday. The single will be out this Friday, the twenty second. So get really excited. Yay! It's gonna what be day are yeah. You, what day are you playing the troubadour? Do you know? Do you remember? I will be playing the troubadour on. Go to the website, guy. Come on. <laughs> September. She we just have said her it, right Anthony. here. We have her right here. September twenty eighth. I will be at the troubadour in Los Angeles, California. And uh, yeah, I'm playing like four dates in California, so. Oh, yeah. come, come Where else are you playing them. in California? Just out of curiosity. I will be um, in San Francisco on the 27th, Los Angeles on the 28th, Santa Ana on the 30th, and San Diego on October 1st. Ooh, where How are you playing that? in San Diego? Just again out San of curiosity. Diego, House of Blues. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love that venue. Yeah. Pedro will be there. I can't You wait. should go too, Anthony. Anthony. You can learn about blues. <laughs> you, <Yeah>. Look, the, <laughs> the stuff that they're playing. Have you, guys heard, have you guys heard about this genre? It's all sad. It's all sad. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that most of the music playing at the House of Blues is not blues. Mm. At least not anymore. Watch That's... me do an entire blues set. <laughs> just acoustic oh, blues set. Shit. Yeah. Just to cancel. Cancels my show. So just Charlotte Sanders. So much harmonica. <laughs> yep. Another BB so King song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know it's the foundation. God. <laughs> Incredible. We don't need to hear Crossroads again. <laughs> I will say this. Speaking of roller coasters, folks are getting into the stock market. Be very careful. I wanted to get in and I wanted to invest. I saw a symbol that said BBW. I thought I want to invest in big, beautiful women. Oh my I invested in it. God. It was not that. I was disturbed to find that it's for Build a Bear Workshop, which is a public company. 
lost a mm. lot of money. Had a lot riding on it. <laughs> Who would have so, thought that Build-A-Bear would be going down right now? I'm just shocked. It's, it's up today. It's up today. Oh, or as of okay. yesterday. Um, wow. But I would not recommend it as an, as an investment now. If I took one thing from this conversation... <laughs> It's that information. What we should do is... BBW is is not always big, beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, it is in my heart, but maybe not to the rest of the world. Be careful Uh, out there, folks, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Be careful and don't forget to check out Charlotte Sands on tour. Charlotte, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. We should do it again tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> while you're on the plane cool yeah to los yeah. angeles i'll call you guys i'll call you hell soon. yeah just have the stewardess mix you up one of these she can do it yeah i'm like do you have any cinnamon <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got you i'm ready and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to follow us atwood and pantheon on every platform Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us out so much. And if you go into the episode description, scroll to the very bottom, you'll find that link where you can support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting those supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced this week by Madeline May, while Drew takes a sabbatical to try out for the acapella team at the local community college. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 cheers.